I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. Uh, when it comes to making predictions in politics, I, I've come to realize over the years that it's largely a, a fool's errand. You can try, but American politics is really unpredictable, both in terms of election, in terms of policy, in terms of public opinion. So often the conventional wisdom is wrong in this business. So I don't make election predictions anymore. I was so sure that Trump was going to go down in a landslide defeat in 2016. And a lot of people were absolutely certain that a guy like Trump could never be elected in this country. And when he did get elected, uh, it, it up, upturned our entire world. Uh, I know it It pretty much upturned mine. Everything we thought we knew about politics went right out the window. Everything we thought we knew about the electorate went right out the window. And the rest, as we say, is history. Uh, it's history that is still, <laughs> it's still happening. Uh, Trump became president, right? It was chaos. Then he lost to Biden. More chaos. And like I said, the history is still being written as we go into what looks like a Biden-Trump rematch that nobody really wants. Right now, in the real clear politics average of polls, uh, that's where they they take all the major polls and average them together. It's probably the most accurate way to predict things. Uh, Not perfect, but better than just relying on one poll. In that RCP average, Trump leads Biden by about two points. So a statistical dead heat. Over the last few days, you've had a CNN poll that had Trump up by four. You had a Quinnipiac poll that had Biden up by six. And uh, Trump has had sort of a consistent lead in the polling recently, usually a one to two point lead. But it's really neck and neck. Most people are, are reaching the conclusion that it's neck and neck. There's no clear winner right now or clear leader right now. The swing states also look good for Trump, but... At this point in time, the swing states tend to lag a little behind national polling, so the trends nationally don't show up in the state polling for a little while. That's what most political scientists will tell you. As we all know, this is going to be a unique election in American history. You have an incumbent who is unpopular seeking a second term. You have the former president who Biden beat already once. On the other side of the ticket. And they're both old, although I think it's more of an issue with Biden. One guy is crazy. And the more politically nasty this gets, and and as the year goes on and we get closer and closer to the election, the more political polarized we're going to be. So, So trying to predict this election is not something I would recommend to anyone right now, unless you want to be embarrassed later. But that said, I will say that I am more bullish on Biden right now than a lot of other pundits are. For the last couple of years, the narrative, the conventional wisdom has been that Biden is toast. You know, 35% approval rating, that's just too low to get reelected. And against Haley or DeSantis, there's a good chance that this would be true. But with Trump on the other end, There's a much better chance that Biden wins, and it looks very much like Trump will be the GOP nominee. Okay, so so both guys are unpopular, but Biden is the sitting president, and that comes with big advantages. Most sitting presidents win re-election. 
They're, they're, they're big advantages and they're big disadvantages to being the incumbent president. The biggest disadvantage, obviously, uh, is that you're going to get blamed for the economy. And Biden is getting blamed for the, the economy. Biden is getting the backlash from high prices on housing, high prices on energy, high prices on food. It's not just inflation. It, it's anger over those three things specifically. Because as we know, the economy is good in terms of the fundamentals, growth, unemployment, the stock market. But the, the cost of living is very uncomfortable right now for a lot of people especially young people who Biden needs to come out and vote for him. Now, my sense is that something is changing in the perception of the economy at the moment. Because the economy has been perceived as being terrible for, what, four years now? And despite this, the Biden administration has been trying to hammer the positives home with the aid of the media. It's almost to the point of laughability. But now, to me, something feels different. I think people may be feeling a little more breathing room. Uh, I, I don't know. The, the perception to me seems to be changing a little. And you can really feel it in the fact that when you tune into the media, no one is talking about the economy. Even conservative media is talking about the economy and inflation less than they did six months ago. And when the economy is really bad, it's all we talk about. And when it's good, it's really not discussed as much because people aren't upset about it and they're not thinking about it right now with an assist from uh, Biden supporters in the media, the perception of the economy feels like it's changing in a way that could help Biden perhaps a great deal. Uh, and the primary reason I'm saying if I had to bet now I'd bet on Biden to win November uh, is because of that factor. It, it just seems like the trends are slowly moving in his favor. I think another part of it is the fact that people are being reminded who Trump is. They're being reminded of his history and his current problems. Uh, the president currently in office gets most of the media attention when it's not campaign season. The focus is on him, usually in a negative way. But Trump has a, a bigger than usual media presence for someone who's not currently serving as president for the last three years. But he still hasn't been the focus. And I think a lot of people have forgotten the highlights or the lowlights of his administration. Depending on how you feel about Trump, um, you know, we have very short memories when it comes to politics in this country. We have these events that we've lived through like COVID or the aftermath of the 2020 election, and we remember them, but it's not front and center in our minds. I think one of Biden's advantages is that he has the ability to remind people of the things they didn't like about Trump. Because you know what to expect, right? You, you're going to expect commercials from Biden and the Democrats. They're going to feature that January 6th footage of people going crazy and smashing windows, reminding people of the chaos that we had during that Trump presidency and following that Trump presidency. And yes, the Biden presidency is chaotic. There's no doubt most presidencies are. But the, the chaos during the Trump years was unique. Because all that chaos was coming from Trump himself. I mean, we, we all agree that things were pretty good in the country up till COVID. But every day it was something new coming out of the White House. Something Trump said or something Trump tweeted or something he said to a foreign dignitary, whatever. And Biden doesn't have the personal behavior problems. He, he's, he's normal in that sense. But the world seems to be on fire. 
it, it, it's the opposite of Trump, right? You have, you have wars going on. The border is a mess. Woke radicals are in schools. Roe has been overturned. So if the voters associate all those things with Biden, what will they choose? Will, will they choose the personal chaos of Trump or the policy chaos of Joe Biden? And then there's the fact that there's the possibility that Trump is convicted of a crime <laughs> that could throw a whole nother wrench into the works. But I just I feel like the Biden campaign is just going to pummel Trump on all the trials and the rape claims and January 6th and perhaps most importantly, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. That's a wild card in this in this uh election. And the Biden team thinks that's going to be one of their biggest advantages. And I think they're probably right on that. I think the overturning of Roe v. Wade, not only is it connected to Donald Trump directly because he appointed the justices that overturned it, but young women, young single women in particular, the the lifeblood of the Democratic Party base, they're going to come out. They're going to come out because they're furious about this. And they they I think you'd find the young women, the sentiment among young women towards the Republican Party is probably at an all-time low. I don't know if they take polls like that. I don't know if we have any polling that says that. But I'm guessing they don't view the Republicans too favorably right now. Now, will will the effort to link Trump with the possible demise of democracy, which is a tactic that the left has been using, will that work? Um. I have trouble believing it'll be very effective because, yes, most um, most Americans don't like what Trump did after the election. I'm not sure that independent voters and moderates are at the point where they are worried that the nation might completely collapse. They don't like what's going on necessarily. They don't necessarily like like what Trump did, but I don't think they're afraid that their vote's not going to count. I don't think they're afraid that they're. Uh, that democracy is hanging by a thread and if Trump wins somehow that he's going to take over the government and never leave. I don't think that's the perception. But there there are a lot of variables too that could change the election landscape. Significantly, there there are third party candidates in the mix. We are it's not a given, but we're 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 going to see if someone like RFK Jr. or a potential no labels candidate will be a serious contender. With RFK Jr., who's probably the most likely to become a contender, I think that people really don't know him. Once they do, and once the Democrats scare enough of their base into thinking he's going to make Trump president by siphoning off votes from from Joe, I think they'll come home to to Biden. I really do. And, and, And base turnout is essential to both sides. Right now, the Democrats have a significant portion of their base who is upset with Biden over the war in Gaza, especially young people. We saw what was happening on college campuses recently. He needs them to come out heavily for him. On the other side, you have that never Trump contingent of the GOP still out there. Some question over whether it's grown recently. Because you have a lot of GOP voters who supported DeSantis who were not happy with the way their candidate was treated by Trump. But the, the reality is that they usually the, – those people on the left and the right, the, the Democratic base, the Republican base, they usually come back to the nominee once the bad feelings subside and once the threat that the other side poses becomes clear. So, so the outcome of this election could be determined based on who shows up to the polls and who doesn't. 
A lot of elections are decided that way. But my gut, my gut, which has been very wrong before, right now is telling me that Biden has an advantage. Just because incumbents usually do. They have money. And the GOP is having huge money problems right now. They have the, the, the bully pulpit in presidential elections. Biden has the ability to frame the debate that's going on around him. He has things like the State of the Union. Uh, there's probably going to be some kind of fight with Congress. That always serves to unite a president's base and can make the other side look very bad. And as we know, uh, congressional Republicans are 100% behind Trump at the moment, more or less. So whatever happens in Congress and whatever Trump does is going to reflect on, on, on Congress and vice versa. So Biden has a lot of built-in advantages. And if he capitalizes on those things, once he starts to actually campaign, the, the Democratic Party machinery hasn't even started to move yet. This campaign hasn't really even begun for the Democrats. And meanwhile, Trump is in court. He's holding rallies. I, I just – I think the political onslaught that's about to hit Trump world could be overwhelming for them. And I don't think they see it coming. And it could lead to an election that's less competitive than we think it's going to be in favor of Biden. But right now, Trump leads. There's no question about it. And you, you can't. Well, there is a question about it. We, you know, some polls show Biden leading. But right now, the trend is that Trump is leading. And you can't discount him because we have so much experience discounting him before. And look what happened. So don't do that. But, but just know that there's not much we can tell about the outcome of this election based on polls right now. We know that the Biden people are nervous. We know that just like last time, the Trump people think they have the whole thing in the bag, which is never a smart place to be politically. I'm not looking forward to this election, particularly. I think it's going to be one of the nastiest we've ever seen. I don't like that. But my hope is that whatever happens on election day and election night, by the next day, I hope the damn thing is over. That we know who won and that the other candidates have gracefully bowed out, but what do you think are the chances of that happening? New video up on the YouTube page, Dan Joseph 78. It's on Taylor Swift and the recent conspiracy involving her and Joe Biden, Dan Joseph 78 on YouTube. And please subscribe and give my video a like if you would. That would be helpful. I appreciate it. And follow me on Twitter, Dan Joseph 365. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday.